The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Now it's time to talk Braves, Falcons, and college football with a Deep South college football legend. It's the Buck Baloo Show, exclusively on The Fan. Everybody, time for the Buck Blue Show here on the Fan 680 and 93.7. Of course, we're streaming at 680thefan.com. Get that fan mobile app driven by Beaver Toyota. Beaver Direct, fastest and easiest way to shop online for your next car. Visit them at beavertoyotaofcoming.com. 10 o'clock hour on the Fan, brought to you by the Howard Barron Law Group, your champions of personal injury law. We're in studio today. Uh, gang's all here. We got Road Dog Gillespie in the house, our fine executive producer. Sean Nerney, our outstanding engineer, who had time for breakfast this morning. I'm not talking about going through the drive-thru. Nerney sat down and had breakfast. How about that? And Derek Thomas. Ready to get started today. And we got a lot to get to. So what do you say we get started? Big take. Dansby Swanson won his first gold glove. And yes, the price tag, folks, just went up again. Shortstop is, you know, a premier position in baseball. And in the big leagues, Dansby did it better than anybody else. 162 games, 592 chances, and only eight errors. Eight. 21 outs above average, 16 runs prevented. Swanson was flashing Corinthian leather all season long. The price tag now, if you're wondering, looks like this. Six and 150 or 25 mil a year. Folks, I'm here to tell you this morning right now that that's an absolute bargain compared to what Trey Turner, Carlos Correa, and Xander Bogarts are going to get. Sign Swanson and not Turner, and the Braves save $50 million. Sign Swanson and not Correa, and the Braves save $100 million. Sign Swanson and not Bogarts, and the Braves save $35 million. Sign Swanson to 6 and one fifty. And the Braves get a complete ball player that's committed to winning big and leading the way. Can't say that about those other guys. Sign Swanson and the young core will be absolutely thrilled. Sign Swanson and Braves country will roar with approval. So sign Swanson is the take here. And there's your big take. Brought to you by the Haug 
Barron Law Group, your champions of personal injury law. If you need to win your personal injury case, go to championshiplaw.com. Yes, one of the reasons why a lot of these baseball organizations, they, they never win, they're overpaying for guys like Correa and Bogarts will be. So, Dansby, congratulations, and Max Fried, by the way, getting a gold glove. But I tell you what, you win a gold glove at shortstop in Major League Baseball, you're the best of the best. Very impressive, Dansby. Very impressive. All right, immediately, Nerney, I'm going to get to a college football nugget. Mm, tasty. Time for the College Football Nugget. Presented by your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com. College football playoff rankings number one out last night. And how about those Tennessee Volunteers? Number one. In the first ranking. Because they've got the best resume is why five wins over top 25 teams, and they even beat Alabama. How about Tennessee? Ohio State, two. Georgia, three. Clemson, four. Clemson, four? Is the committee paying attention? My goodness. And there's a lot of talk about this topic. I wanted to hit it right out out of the gate today as a... uh, I'm hearing us a must-win situation for the Georgia Bulldogs on Saturday. Lose to Tennessee, as Mel would say. And Georgia, their dreams of doing the back-to-back thing come to an end. No way Georgia's getting in the college football playoffs losing Saturday to Tennessee. Got to beat number one Tennessee. Or the dreams of winning the SEC East and winning the SEC Championship and going to the college football playoffs. Well, that pretty much would be over. The Vols could lose to Georgia on the road in a hostile, electric atmosphere at Sanford Stadium, Dooley Field. Finish the season with one loss, go 11-1. and one. And their resume is going to get them in the college football playoffs. They knocked off Alabama and beat those top five, top 25 teams. They're still in. Georgia, they would be out. And why is that? Well, look at their opponent's record so far, 22 and 26 this season. That impressive win over Oregon. Yeah, everybody's sort of poo-poo in that these days. And know this, too. The college football playoff committee, they don't like multiple SEC teams making the four-team playoff. You know SEC football is the best in college football, the premier conference. It just means more. And yet only twice in eight years... There have been multiple SEC teams in that four-team playoff. Much less three. Now, you expand this thing to eight or 12, and we'll see that happen. But right now, it's just four. So the pressure on Georgia to take down the Tennessee Volunteers on Saturday, kickoff at 3.30 over in Athens. 
and it's going to be crazy at Sanford Stadium. It's the first time in like a quarter of a decade, a quarter of a Vols' highest ranking. First time they've been number one in like 25 years, 24 years, something like that. I mean, it's amazing what Heupel has done. And they are rolling right into Athens on Saturday. That's going to be huge. You got a ticket? Hold on tight. Don't be selling that thing. Especially to a Tennessee man. I mean, we'd kick you out of the Bulldog Nation if you did that. And there's your college football nugget. Hey, coming up later in the show, we've got our Drive the Content segment brought to you by Infinity of Gwinnett. It's time for you to, uh, to take that wheel. Infinity of Gwinnett wants you to drive the content as you get to decide what we talk about in the final segment of the show. Call in now at 404-231-1680, presented by my great friends at Infinity of Gwinnett, Satellite Boulevard, Duluth. Empower the talk. Empower the drive. So, uh, DT, were you surprised with the uh, college football playoff release last night with the first poll coming down by the committee? I was slightly surprised, not shocked, though. Um, the beautiful thing is, so obviously, we get to see it play on the field. The one versus three, obviously, going to take care of itself pretty quickly. Uh, but yeah, Tennessee's the new flash, and they've had they have the the biggest wins of the season so far over Alabama, and um, they deserve it right now. First of five of these that will come down during the month of November. Yeah, I'm more worried about the ones in December. Yeah, thirteen adults are on that committee. Thirteen adults, no kids, no youth. And they all um, seem to be uh, lily white with, you know, the white button down on and the blue blue blazer. Not sure about uh, what's going on. Is that, the, is that the uniform? Yeah. They've got a they've got a handful of uh, men of color on there, and they will announce the fourteen playoff uh, Sunday, December the fourth at noon. So there'll be four more of these polls, and then they will release the final playoff teams on December the 4th. Sunday at noon is when that will happen. It's going to be awesome. Can't wait to see this thing play out, starting on Saturday as Georgia takes on Tennessee. All right, coming up next, we're going to bounce around that National Football League with our guy Chris Mortensen. Got a college football top five. We'll do the Bulldog Roundtable. Hey, Aaron Murray's going to join me before the end of the show. Glad you're with me. It's the Buck Baloo Show here on the fan, 680 and 93.7. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. 
Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. Six eighty and ninety three seven. Hopefully your hump day Wednesday going well. Nerny Wednesday, right? I believe so. it feels like a Thursday. Yeah, man. I tell you what, we're a little off on Wednesday because the uh, my two sons they've they've got high school football practice at six a.m. on Wednesdays. So we're up at five. We get them out of the house and then we go back to bed for another hour. We rush on down here in that rush hour traffic to get to work. That comes early in the morning time, too, brother. Early in the morning time. Wednesday's also on my show. That means, man, we're hanging out with Chris Mortensen. The best NFL insider in the business is only on the fan. This is ESPN's NFL insider, Chris Mortensen. He's our truest on-up NFL insider. Joins us on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line. And more that trade deadline, man, that was the best trade deadline ever in the NFL. We've never seen anything like it. I was just talking to Adam Schefter about it before uh, we came on here, and and he uh, he he says he feels like uh, first time he's ever wanted to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he's got multiple phones. More, do you have multiple phones? I, I do, but I only use one. Okay. You know, it's uh, I mean, it's hard enough for me to just. Yeah, handle one, but let alone having four or five. I heard that. No, but uh, but it was it was an interesting day. A lot of tra- you know there were five trades in the past week entering into yesterday, and then yesterday was just. I mean, even even we anticipated maybe another four or five trades, but we didn't anticipate what we saw. And the other thing is one of the surprise ones, at least, was Calvin Ridley being yeah. traded to. Jeff. That was the most intriguing trade to me more, and I guess because we're here in Atlanta, he's a former first-round pick. Uh, Trevor obviously needs a number one down in Jacksonville. So obviously the Jags believe he will be reinstated, what, in February of of 23, right, and plug him right in. Yeah, I mean, you know, to me that's why you can, uh, yeah, they, they clearly think he'll be reinstated. Uh, you know, there's some conditional uh, conditions to the draft day compensation the Falcons get. We can argue, or you certainly would be, it'd be fair to argue that the Falcons why not wait until next off season if, if people feel good about reinstatement, you might get high value for them because based off uh, the word from people who follow the draft and some are GMs and personnel guys. It's not going to be a stronger draft class at wide receiver as it's been the past couple of years. And so maybe you could have gotten you know, even more of a premium for Calvin. But if that, if that one pick turns into a second rounder in 2024, uh, I guess you could say that's a good, that's a good pick. But, uh, yeah, to me, it's, it, it, was, uh, it was interesting that they decided to do it now. And maybe it's just a case of we're moving on. We don't want this hanging over our head. But uh, I don't think anybody really has – Calvin Ridley on the mind as we've been going through the season, knowing he's not available. Yeah, and he's got that black eye, obviously. You start betting on NFL games, uh, a lot of people go hands off. 
on that situation. Uh, here in Atlanta, we're hoping that you know he can uh, he can get back on the field and and play, and the Jags will re up with him. And we get, at that point, I guess, a third-round draft pick, which would be uh, helpful. Yeah, it would be. Listen, those, those picks are, are valuable. They're currency, as, as people like to say. And, and uh, you know, in the Falcons, uh, you know, the, the one amazing thing about the Falcons they, is they remain very competitive. And at the same time, knowing that next year it could be a big year for them in terms of building this team and, and maybe taking them to the next level. And the next level is becoming – what we consider a playoff contending team that can threaten to go to the Super Bowl. Man, we had a wild one Sunday with the Charlotte Panthers in town. Uh, three touchdowns in the last couple of minutes of the game, back and forth, back and forth. And DJ Moore hit the big deep ball touchdown that really should have uh, won the game for the Panthers, but he took his helmet off. And they get a 15-yard penalty. The kicker misses the extra point. We get OT where we get the victory there. And I've heard a lot of people, especially at the coffee shop, Mort, saying that helmet rule is lame. Well, it, whether it's your opinion that's lame or not, it's it's been a rule for a long time, and and, and the players and the coaches know the rule. So if you're in, if you if you're you're, you're having a celebration. You cannot take your helmet off, and you know who where that rule uh, derived from? Emmett Smith. Emmett Smith, huh? Emmett Smith used to take his helmet off when you know, and they just said they they it was in the, the days of we don't want that type of celebration, uh, and you can argue, hey, that's that's petty, but the bottom line is, is that it's a rule. Everybody knows the rule. What is the rule yeah. for, uh, Mort? So these guys can't. Get the FaceTime on national TV. Yeah. Well, I think I think a lot. What's funny is there's a lot more celebrations that you could say are more excessive than that, but they they don't want the helmet off. And and so, as long as you're in the end zone, you can go to the sideline, take your helmet off, do whatever you want. So uh, I think they they also have, at one point some of the, some of the tied to the taunting is that when you take your helmet off. And if there's an opponent around who, and you, they feel like you're taunting, they don't want any any subsequent fighting or injury or anything like that. But yeah, I, I can I can say that say that hey, the rule feels antiquated. But since as you heard, the coach and Steve Wilkes, the coach of the Panthers, noted it, it's a, it's a foul. To me though, I didn't know P.J. Walker could throw the ball 70 yards perfectly going to his left. I heard Arthur Smith talk about it too. To me. That was a remarkable play, no question about it. Yeah, poor coverage on our part, too, uh, to let him uh, get down the field. I don't think he ever thought he could get that far. I don't know. I I just think we had Marlowe fall asleep is what I'm thinking on that one. (laughs) Surprised we could get rid of him, by the way. Well, they they had a need, uh, and since there there was some prior experience with him, they just needed some depth up there in Buffalo. All right, Mort, so the first place Falcons, we get the Chargers here in the ATL coming up Sunday, and their quarterback, Herbert, he doesn't have a lot of wide receivers to be throwing the ball to right now. No, he doesn't. He's got guys banged up, but he's he's a you know, good quarterback can still make, uh, you know, find good enough receivers. Uh, and Austin Eckler is one of the best players in the NFL. Pound for pound, strongest guy in that team. I'm talking about Austin Eckler. So, you know that's that's a good football team, and on defense they got some playmakers. 
so they're a dangerous team. Uh, you know, and they're coming off a bye. We'll see how they play. But the Falcons got to be physical with them, just like they prefer to be physical with everybody. More, you don't have anybody trying to break in the house, do you? We might. They're doing the job. Boy, that dog, I, uh, an attack dog, it sounds like. Well, sounds like some I, of the dogs I, around I, Athens right now. I have two of them. Oh, boy. Is Athens going to be crazy this weekend or what? Oh, man, it's already getting a little bit crazy over there. More, what can you tell us about the decision with Matt Ryan and in Indianapolis? Was it all based on the arm is just shot at this point in time? No, I, I really, and... I, it really is kind of what Frank Reich said, and I talked to Jim Mersey, the owner, and he kind of wanted to empower Frank Reich to feel free to do the right thing. They, they, their offensive line is just not what they thought it would be, and they've had an injury, a couple guys not performing up to what they expected, and, and they don't feel like they can really protect this type of quarterback. This, this type of quarterback means uh, an older guy who really can't move around much. And so... You know, it, it was really that simple for them. And, uh, you know, with Matt, you know, there's a lot of things they liked about him. There's some players, and I'm talking about young players who like Sam Ellinger that was replaced him, who were disappointed. But they also know that Matt was getting beat up. In fact, the owner, Jim Ursa, he told me late, I mean, really late Saturday night, early Sunday morning, that he goes, he goes, you know, Matt, Matt's been great. He goes, but he's getting hit, turning over the ball. He was shell-shocked. And I think all those things are true. I mean, when he went to the Colts, they sold him on the idea that you will be protected here and we will run the football. Well, those things weren't happening. Mort, Nick Chubb would never take his helmet off on the football field. Nick Chubb is, I'll tell you, when you talk to other GMs, other coaches in this league, he's one of the, he might be one of the five most favorite football players there is in the NFL. And that's true. That we're going back to the the traditional old way, uh, you know, Barry Sanders was like that. But this guy is like, he is the model football player for a lot of coaches in this league. More great stuff. Man, Look, looking forward already to talk to you next week. Can't wait for the uh, Tennessee, the Vols, and the Dogs. Everybody's going to be watching that game first. Thanks, Mort. We appreciate it. All right, Buck. Take care. Chris Mortensen joining us on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker Line. We're going to take over Athens on Friday. You heard about this at all the shows over in Athens at Creature Comforts Brewery with an Athens takeover. We're going to kick off at 10 o'clock with my show and then roll all the way through the lineup uh, through Chuck and Chernoff. want you to listen in all day Friday starting at 10 as we take over Athens. Now, Road Dog, as I bring you in here, I'm a little concerned with that email you sent out last night where there's no parking available over in Athens at Creature Comforts. Yeah, but you can just park right across the street at the uh, First Baptist Church. <laughs> so you'll have, it's literally right there. So you'll have no problem walking across. Uh, Limited parking, you said there, though. What if it's well, full? What do we do then? It's first come, first serve, but you're getting there at like 939. Okay. So you'll, you yeah, shouldn't have a Yeah, nobody's at church at that time of the morning. Well, on a Friday. Yeah, I mean, you should be good. All right. I won't worry about it then. Won't worry about it. Let's get to the top five. The best in college football and the NFL. Five, five, four, Woo! three, three, two, two, one. one. It's time 
for Buck Baloo's Top 5. Presented by your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com. Woo! All right, DT, let's roll. All right, Mike. Let's start out in Auburn. Has Auburn added another name to their coaching A-list? Uh, from what I understand, yeah, I was checking in with my Auburn sources Ooh, okay. last night. Fill us in, fill us in. They were telling me that Bill O'Brien is going to be a candidate for the job. And I found this intriguing because, look, we got Coach Prime Deion Sanders is on the A-list. Sure. And then at the other end of the spectrum, <laughs> yeah, that's you fair. get Bill O'Brien. <laughs> that's fair, yeah. Who is totally a no-nonsense guy. So is that what Auburn needs, a no-nonsense guy? Somebody that's going to stand up in that executive boardroom and tell these dudes that they don't know what they're talking about? Sometimes, you know, the teams often, or programs, teams, seem to go with the opposite of what they've had in there before. So maybe Bill O'Brien in some way fits that, fits that mold. Yeah, it's a little odd, but go ahead. I put him on well, he's, my list. He's at a lot. He's on a lot of these lists, right? For uh, for uh, for rebuilding programs or or building programs around college football. After what he's done, so we'll keep an eye on Bill O'Brien down uh, down on the plains. All right, Buck. Moving on. Fox Sports quote lead college football analyst Joel Klatt taking a shot at Mike Leach. Did you see this? Yeah, I did see this. Uh, he says his act is tiresome, quote unquote. And you know what? I, I sort of think Klatt's act is tiresome. You've never been a big fan I've of that. I've never been I'd a big be fan. I'd be lying if I said I, I was a big fan. It's just my impression of, of Klatt. I think he's got a hair consultant and a makeup <laughs> consultant and a wardrobe consultant. And he's got like five guys around him feeding him all this college football information. That's that's just my impression of the guy. My that's impression is he knows Leach. He says silly things to get people to... Click on his articles and talk about him as well. That's what I've gathered, gathered from He's Joel. He's tired of Leach's act. I, I think maybe Clad is a more serious kind of guy. He doesn't like to have a lot of fun. He would prefer everybody look at him as being an expert. Oh, he's smarter than us, Buck. Oh, is he? Yeah, it will mean because he, of the consultants he, that he, he has, all about the team it. of consultants. Not like the Buck Baloo show uh, uh, <laughs> research team always getting uh, after it. Yeah, right. Leach uh, saying. Uh, about a pitch to a new athletic director because Mississippi State's athletic director has taken the Auburn mm -hmm. athletic director's job. I understand the guy at FSU is looking at the Mississippi State job now, but Leach said, and I really? quote, it's a great place, Starkville. It's not perfect. I would definitely purge a couple, but not very many, which is less than most places. And Klatt says, no coach mind. in America gets more of a pass for speaking poorly about his players or university than Leach. And all anyone does is praise him and laugh. Well, you know why? It's because he's real. Leach is being real. There's there should nothing, be a lot more gorillas. <laughs> there's nothing fake about Leach. And you know what? I appreciate that about him. It's a good win. There's a lot of people. Looks like Woodstock, except everybody's got their clothes on. What He's a treasure, Buck. Yeah, He's a he treasure. Don't, don't, I'm going to see him next week. Don't mute uh, Coach Leach. Let's keep those coming. All right, Buck, let's talk about the Heisman Trophy. Does Vegas have it right with their uh, current Heisman odds? Yeah, as I understand it, as Hendon Hooker has passed C.J. Stroud as the betting favorite to win this year's Heisman Trophy. Not surprising at this point, no. 
But what happens after Hooker turns the ball over a couple of times Saturday, gets sacked four or five times, Ooh. and Tennessee goes down to Georgia? Will he be the betting favorite then? Uh, if he doesn't look good in a big, huge, nationally televised game that everyone's going to be watching, then no, he will not. But yeah. did I hear, what did you just say, Buck? Four or five sacks, huh? Is yeah. that what I heard? Well, that's what happened a year ago, I believe. Oh, okay, well, let's see. Let's hope that trend continues. Yeah, right. as far as uh, the Heisman goes, and look, I, I've been a voting committee member for a decade now, and I'm totally irritated by all the voting members that do nothing but look at stats statistics that's all they care about what are your stats i've always dug a little deeper than stats but look hooker and stroud are definitely going to have the stats oh yeah absolutely productivity that's uh that's what most heisman voters are looking at all right buck well we talked about it already tennessee one ohio state two georgia three on and on and on clemson in there at number four what was the college football playoff committee thinking well, I wasn't in the room, but I believe they were thinking, look, this first poll doesn't really matter. It just doesn't. Just get everybody fired it, up, right? It just doesn't matter at all. Now, yeah. it matters to a team like Tennessee that hadn't been number one for 25 years. Yeah, that's very exciting. But this thing could totally flip after this weekend. There are five of these that will come out. The first one, it really doesn't matter. You know, I would tell the Alabama, Alabama. I tell the Crimson Tide fans, relax. Don't worry about it. Doesn't matter if you're number six right now. All the teams in there, you got to keep winning. You'll, you'll fall out very quickly, so it'll all work out, Buck. All right, Buck, finishing up the uh, top five. Needs you to predict who will be the Georgia Bulldogs player of the game. And what I see right here is written that, that will apparently be a victory over Tennessee. Uh, Stetson Bennett. Okay. I like it. Stetson Bennett. Uh, they can't lay a hand on him. Have yeah, you seen Tennessee's the pocket, defensive baby? line? They got a bunch of big dudes in there. The big dude ain't running. They're not running down Stetson Bennett, scrambling around back there. Stetson Bennett's going to be the man on Saturday afternoon between the hedges. There's your top five. Woo! Top five on 680 The Fan, Atlanta's sports station. All right, so uh, coming up next, we got the Bulldog Roundtable with Aaron Murray. Stick around for that. It's the Buck Blue Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. 
show on the fan, Monday through Friday, 10 to 11. It's like a full sprint. You're on the treadmill. Turn it up to 10. That's what we're doing. And I appreciate you hanging out with us. We appreciate that very much. We got the Friday uh, high school football covered, by the way. Uh, join us tomorrow or Friday night for the North Gwinnett Norcross High game, which will kick off at 7.30. We got the pregame show starting at 7. After the ball game, we got the scoreboard show. And uh, Mooney, Ham West, Joseph, Baum, all give you the uh, playoff brackets coming up after the game on Friday night. So the Friday night football game of the week here on The Fan and the Georgia High School Scoreboard Show are powered by Georgia Power and presented by Truist, Marcos Pizza, the University of West Georgia, and Fox 5 Atlanta. All right, it's time for the Bulldog Roundtable. Let's go to a big timer. The Fan is proud to be the official sports talk station of the dogs. And it's time for Bulldog Roundtable with Buck Baloo. 25-20, far side line, 15, 10, 5, get in there, touchdown! Bulldog Roundtable is proudly presented by Georgia's own credit union. Haug Law Group, Georgia Pack and Load, Stat Hero, T-Mobile, and by attorney Ken Nugent. And that's going to be the ball game. Georgia will win this ball game. Only on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Murray, SEC Network Analyst, joins us on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker Line. Aaron, thanks for making time for us, man. How's it going today? Man, we're coming off that big win over Florida. I'm ready for Tennessee now. How about you? Yeah, uh, it was good. always good to beat them Gators, uh, especially in that fashion <laughs> a little bit. A little bit interesting the third quarter, but you know, never really had a doubt that, that Georgia was the, the, the superior team, the team that was going to win the football game, so... Uh, good to get through that, and and now it's on to the number one team in the country. So, could not ask for a better day to be in Athens this weekend. I'm jealous. Aaron, what about the loss of Nolan Smith? What kind of impact do you believe that will have on this Georgia defense? Well, I, I think biggest thing is just leadership. You know, Nolan is is a tremendous leader on that side. So when when you know when when things aren't going great, you know he was someone that could can kind of you know, calm the defense, get everyone right, get their mind right, ready to go. And that's what you're going to kind of need this weekend for Tennessee because, you know, at the end of the day, like, listen, this is the best offense in the country. You know, there's going to be moments where Tennessee is going to have success. They're, 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 they're really good. And you'd be silly and naive to think that Georgia was going to go out there and, and keep Tennessee to single digits or whatever your anticipations are. Like, they're going to get plays and moments and touchdowns do you have that leader on defense that can just get everyone the sideline or in the huddle and, and reassure them that, hey, boys, we're really dang good. We're at home, and we're going to go out there and make plays. And that was that was Nolan. So, yeah, he will be missed uh, greatly from a leadership perspective. And then, obviously, his play in the field, being able to get after the quarterback, you know, that's something that they're, they're, they're no, going to need to do this game and going forward. So, yeah, huge loss and, and, and just hoping for, obviously, a, a speedy recovery for him as, as he goes forward in his career. Yeah, I really uh, like what Tennessee does on offense with Josh Heupel, his scheme. They they split those receivers out. They're all the way to the sideline. Forget about the numbers. They could reach out and shake Kirby Smart's hand. They're, they're, they're split out so wide, uh, stretching the defense horizontally, which 
helps him with the run game. And then they really put that cornerback out there on an island. You gotta, they're going to run the quick pass hitch where you got to come up and tackle, fight off a block, make a tackle, and then they're going to stretch you vertically and take some shots down the field. What is it you appreciate about what they do? Well, they're balanced. I think that's that's what I appreciate. You know, you you, you look at you know kind of the core of the scheme and and, and the, the ability to spread defenses out to use the entire width of of the field. Uh, and, and you think it's all just quick game and quick screens and up-tempo and kind of get you out of position. And that's that, that obviously is a big part of it, too. But, you know, their ability to push the ball vertically down the field, their ability to uh, put put the, the the pressure on the receivers to make decisions within the route. You know, you, we've seen over and over again Jalen Hyatt running wide open, you know, down, uh, you know, down the sidelines for easy touchdowns. Well, he does that because a lot of times when he's running those wheel routes, he has the option to sit. If the DB's on top, he'll sit at 10 yards and Hendon will get the ball and it's an easy completion. If the DB settles at all, you know, Jalen has the speed to beat you deep over the top. And then, you know, Hendon is a tremendous, you know, deep ball thrower. So they have all that going on, on the outside. Then their ability to run the football as well. I like their offensive line. I like Jabari at running back. And then obviously Hendon and his legs too. So, you know, if you want to play too high safety, They'll beat you running the football as well. So their their ability to be balanced, their ability to utilize the quarterback as a, as a running threat, to to add in another number inside the box, man, it's just a really really difficult offense to to defend. Uh, you have to have a really stout defensive line. You have to have the ability for for safeties to you know stay back and, and shell coverage and also be able to play the run. Uh, which I think Georgia has a lot of that. And this is going to be the toughest matchup for Tennessee's offense. You know, Georgia's just going to have to find a way to slow down the running game early and and be able to have some safety support over the top on on third down situations. You know, on the other side of the ball, uh, I went back and watched last year's game earlier this week, and, and we absolutely pounded Tennessee, their defense, with our run game. I think we ran for like 275 yards. But they have totally revamped that defense, and it's happened during the middle of the season. They obviously hit the transfer portal, so they uh, got a little more depth than they had a year ago. And suddenly the cornerback position uh, appears to be in much better shape than it was earlier this season. This defense, I think, is probably the big story nobody's talking about. Yeah, I, I you know, for, for, for Tennessee, I'm not – I think people have overhyped like how bad this defense is for Tennessee. Uh, when when you go back and watch the tape, like I don't think they're horrendous by any means. You know, there's a couple factors that, that go into it. One, you know, how quickly their offense has scored this year. You know, Tennessee is only averaging right around 26, you know, t- uh, minutes of possession per game. So their defense is on the field for for the vast majority of the game. Also, teams tend to be behind, so they're they're having to to, to play catch up, and then they're you know, a bunch of, to, you know, throwaway yards towards the end of the game. So, you know, that counts against their staff. But I think overall, it's, it's not a bad defense by any means. It's not a great defense, but it's also not a terrible defense. Uh, so, Georgia's going to have to go out there and, and perform on offense. You know, they're going to have to find ways to get Brock, you know, going again. Uh, and I think, you know, big games, we saw it last year with James Cook, and we saw it this year versus Oregon, you know, the running back and what, what, what Munkin does with the running back in, in critical games, to me, has always been very fascinating. It's been a big part of, of what he does. So can you get Kenny involved? Can you get Brock? And can you get Darnell to, to make big-time plays? And can we get some receivers on our end for Georgia to create some explosive plays down the field? 
to, to you know, I don't think you have to fend the mentality of, hey, we have to match what Tennessee does, but you do need to create some explosive plays as well. So um, I think Georgia should be just fine offensively. Um, I'm, I'm more interested on the other side of the football. Once again, like, can our defense keep this to a game that's in the, in, in, I would say the more high 20s, low 30s? I just, I, I'm, I am afraid, Buck, like if this game gets into the high 30s and 40s, you know, maybe Georgia surprises me. But, like, that's not the type of game they want because that's kind of playing into what Tennessee does really well. And I think they, you know, Tennessee would win that type of ball game. Aaron, what did you make of the college football committee playoff rankings that came down last night? Uh, I'm not surprised with Tennessee at one. You know, they, they do deserve it. You look at their, their resume, it's been, it's been extremely impressive, their wins this year and the way they've done it. So I, I do agree with them at one. You know, I'm, you know, I think Ohio State's a really good football team. Uh, maybe the most complete football team in America. You know, been a little bit disappointed by their running game past couple weeks. I thought Georgia would have jumped and been, not jumped, but been that number two spot. Um, but those three teams right now, they're all in control of their destiny. They're, they're, they're somewhat interchangeable. So I, I'm fine with that. I do have an issue with, with Clemson at four. Don't like that at all. Um, I mean, if you watch the tape this year, you know, it's, it's a good team. I don't think an elite team. I think Michigan is a better football team. And, you know, their strength of schedule is not great. And Michigan kind of hurt themselves with, you know, they're not, you know, they're, they're out of conference games to start the season. But they're, they are, you can tell if you watch tape, they are a better football team. And then, you know, TCU kind of got screwed, I think. You know, it's a team that, you know, has won a lot of big-time games. They're undefeated. Uh, Alabama, I don't think, has looked great this season at all. Uh, you know, could have lost another two games to Texas and the Texas A&M. I think they've just been good, not great. So it kind of... You know, it's, 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 if I'm a TCU fan, I'm really, really upset. Uh, and then LSU at 10, I don't like that at all. You know, I, I think they're a team on the rise. I do think they can make this game interesting this weekend versus Alabama. But I just don't think they deserve a top 10 ranking based on, you know, losing the Florida State, the way they lost to them, how ugly that was. And then at home, getting completely throttled by Tennessee, I don't think is deserving of a number 10 spot. So a couple issues here and there. But, you know, it's, it's, it's tough sledding for those, that committee. I get it. But, you know, those are, those are my big issues I have with that, that, that top 10. Aaron, thanks so much for uh, making time for us and coming on, uh, dropping some knowledge on us today. We appreciate it. Have a good one. Go dogs. Aaron Murray, Georgia Bulldog legend. By the way, did you see the dogs, uh, Mike White and the Georgia Bulldogs? Got an exhibition win over Georgia College last night. They're going to open the season on Monday. Against Western Carolina, 8 o'clock at Stegman. Coach White off to a good start. All right, our infinity of Gwinnett Drive, the content was the Atlanta Falcons and the trade deadline yesterday. Spontano made three deadline deals. Finally was able to drop wide receiver Calvin Ridley, who's betting on NFL games to the Jaguars. And I believe we're going to end up getting at least a third-round pick. That's if he plays, which he's going to play apparently next season. Uh, I was stunned that they were able to get anything for Dean Marlowe. My goodness. He, he, he has no idea what he's doing in the secondary. They got a seventh-round pick that they used to get a veteran cornerback in here from the Chiefs and Rashad Fenton. So the Falcons really gave up nothing to get a veteran cornerback in here. We're thin at corner, needed some help at cornerback. And uh, Fontenot able to get that done. So I'm going to say I'm going to give 
Fontenot with the Falcons, the general manager. I'm going to give him an A, an A grade for the trade deadline deals yesterday. How about that, Nerney? An A for the Falcons. Yes, sir, Ray. Just happy to get the one deal in. All right, it's going to do it for the Buck Blue Show today. Hope you'll join me tomorrow. Nick and Chris coming up next. Have a great rest of the day, everybody. Thank you, Buck. Okay, thanks a lot, Buck. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan Wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia.